Welcome back to episode five of Between the Threes. I am your host, Tommy Krejak. We got a good one for you guys. Um, I, I'm going to go over a couple of the topics that we're going to get into. Uh, we're going to do a round the horn uh, DFW talk where we talk all things about DFW sports. Uh, we're going to have some college football, some college basketball talk. It's going to be great. Um, college basketball is with us this week. Um, of course, NBA talk, as always, um, we're going to go through kind of what's been going on in the NBA across the league. And uh, last, I guess we're going to go over some Mavs talk, which is what you guys love um, for our beloved Dallas Mavericks. Um, I'm here with uh, Camden Beard and Dakota Moyer. Uh, he is now our third host, not a guest this week. Um, so, guys, what's up? Gang, gang. Hey, Greetings. Great to be here. It feels good to be called a host and not a guest. <laughs> I just want to say that feels real good. feels real good. Co-host has a nice ring to it. Co-host has a good ring to mm-hmm. it. It's better than guest. And I'm really excited for this one. we got a lot of good topics to cover today. we got a lot of good topics. I just want to let you all know, there's some hours going into this podcast behind the scenes. We do a lot of prepping, a lot of planning, and we've invested in this podcast for our listeners. Financially, emotionally, spiritually, everything. I didn't think I'd be doing any studying after graduating college, but I did a lot of studying this week. <laughs> and it's all for you. It's for our listeners. Yeah, it's not for us. Yeah. Just for our fans. It's for our fans. We do everything for our fans. I hope you guys like our new mics and our uh, audio setup. This should be way better than it was before. So, but all right, let's go ahead and get into uh, around the DFW horn. Talk some uh, some DFW sports. Uh, kind of go into some Cowboys and NFL. Um, we have a lot to kind of talk about, at least for the Cowboys and the NFL. Um, we got a game today. Uh, Cowboys playing Green Bay Packers. Uh, we got some faith in Dak. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love the pause. Uh, we are at Lambeau, so I think that makes a big difference. Green Bay is 11-5 against the Cowboys at Lambeau, and it also is 36 degrees there today. And with Dak's thumb, that might have an impact on it. Dak has also not been good in cold weather. Right. He, he's not like lights out by any means. He's like just bare minimum average, uh, which makes me nervous. And also, I just heard on NFL Countdown, Mike McCarthy was telling the players to start breaking in their seven-spike cleats, uh, and a lot of players refuse because they're uncomfortable. Does that mean, like, the field's frozen? Is yeah. That, yeah. It's almost like Mike McCarthy's played there for, like, what, 13 seasons? And he's like, hey, guys, here's a little insight on cold weather and grass. You should wear more spikes. Mm-hmm. And they're like, nah, we're okay. So now I'm nervous. Yeah, and that cold <laughs> weather never, never helps injuries. No. So with Dax Thome... Who knows what we're going to get. But are we going to get it done? Are we going to win? I see us getting it yes. done. I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be a close one. And we're right. a four and a half point favorite on the road in Lambeau, which I'm actually kind of shocked about. Uh, but that's also because all Aaron, of Green Bay's receivers are hurt. Yeah. Aaron they Rogers don't have is, Cobb. They don't have, uh, what's that guy's name? Dub? Good research. Name. Good research. <laughs> you were going to say Devontae Adams? No, yeah. no, no, no. The rookie. That's been really good this year. I don't oh, know. I don't watch. Green I don't Bay remember Packers. his name. I don't. Yeah, they're yeah. terrible. They have lost five in a row though. Coming into this week, they have. Yeah. They have. And also, Aaron Rodgers is literally playing with like so D three athletes right, right now. But maybe is, that means they're due for a big game. I don't think. so. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is, in my opinion, the greatest quarterback ever, skill wise, not he's winning arguably, wise. But yeah. no, he's arguably one of the best to ever do it. And he obviously has that experience in the cold weather. Uh, fun fact, though. Out of the Cowboys and Green Bay's last 16 meetings, 14 of them have been decided by more than 10 points. Uh-oh. I don't see that today happening today, though. I don't see that today one. happening, but if it does, I have a feeling we're going to be on the wrong side of that. Did y'all see last week Aaron Rodgers get like all mad and yell 
Oh, like a little like baby. A meme everywhere. Yeah, he yeah. was like a little baby. Yeah. <laughs> we had a listener call in yesterday and said that Aaron Rodgers is going to have his worst outing this week for the entire season and that we're going to get another good meme out of him. I, I love Aaron Rodgers memes. Especially the one where he got hit and his helmet was like halfway off and he like looked yeah. at the sideline like... <laughs> <laughs> Are we allowed to say who that listener was, or are we keeping this anonymous? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my sister, who is an avid NFL listener or watcher. Oh, she is. I mean, she is diehard fantasy, puts a lot of effort into it. Why, why do she I knows feel, everything. Why do I feel like I'm not sitting across Camden doing a podcast? I'm kind of sitting across from your sister doing a podcast, because you've gotten a lot of takes from your sister right now. She is... She knows more about sports than I do. Does she want to come on the pod? Oh, she would be great on the pod. <laughs> she would have some <laughs> strong takes. We were watching that TCU-Texas game last night. It's, Let's get into that later. Some Let's get the, into, yeah, well, no, no, no. I'm not going to talk about the game, yeah. but something she said would be great on the pod because it was super hot. Hot takes. Hot takes. <laughs> no way. Oh, hot no. Hot takes. Hot takes. Let's yeah, keep, yeah, let's yeah. make that clear. Yeah. And this is Lauren, not Chloe, right? Lauren, yeah. Chloe doesn't know anything. She nah. doesn't watch any football. That's does, okay. she, does she listen to our podcast? Uh, she better. She followed the Instagram. Okay. Between All the right. three dot. No, no, no. Between. I don't know her Instagram name. Good <laughs> research. Good research. <laughs> That's awful. Uh, we'll get into that at the end of the episode. Okay. All right. So that's kind of a little bit on, on, on deck. I think uh, with the cold weather, I think it's going to be hard to throw the ball. So we're going to see a lot of running. So Tony Pollard and Zeke probably carry us to the promised land. But, Always. Uh, what are our score predictions for it? I'm going 16-14 Cowboys. Oh, that low? Yeah. I'm thinking like maybe like 24 like 14. I think we, I think we kind of run away with it. It's either going to be like 24-14 or 24-21. Uh, I think we win by 10 or more, or it's going to be like a field goal, and we're not going to cover because it's Aaron Rodgers, and he always screws us. Mm-hmm. I'm going 2017 Cowboys win. We don't cover. Mm. That's tough. Hey, but we get it done, and we move on. The W is what matters. The W is what matters. Uh, Odell to the Cowboys. That's a little bit of a rumor that we've seen uh, over the last few weeks. Um, I would love it, personally. I don't know what you guys have I would like to on s- it. I would like to sign him for the rest of the year. Definitely not an extended term, but for the rest of the year, I'm all in. It'd bring a new spark to that offense that we need. I'm all in. Okay, even if somebody looks at you and says, hey, Odell is washed. The dude has torn, has torn his ACL twice now. He doesn't know the offense. Defense still has to scheme against him. Yeah. Like He's still a good enough athlete to just blow up on a game and like receive 120 yards and maybe a touchdown. So now defenses have to look at him as an actual threat and say beat us with somebody else. And that frees up C.D. Lamb, that frees up Schultz, that frees up Michael Gallup, that frees up everybody else in the receiving court just one more notch because now your best receive, your best corner or your second best corner is now on Odell and not Schultz or Noah Brown or Michael Gallup. Mm-hmm. So even if he only receives like on an average of 40 yards a game and maybe a couple touchdowns the rest of the, game, rest of the year, the dude still – he's a threat. So now they have to scheme against him, and that frees up the rest of our offense. Yeah, he said he wants a three-year deal – but I don't see anyone giving him that. Mm-mm. I see someone signing him for the rest of the season. Did he say a dollar amount with that uh, three-year deal? Uh, yeah, he probably did, but I don't know what it was. Come on, Jerry. It, it's going to be cheap. He's not going to get what he wants. No. Empty the pocket, Jerry. Just <laughs> just for half a season. Come on now. That uh, <laughs> Cowboys Odell jersey, though, that'd be kind of sick. I would buy it yeah, so, so fast. Would I. <laughs> I would buy it so fast. Is 13's not open, though, for the number, right? Because he's normally 13. That's Gallup, right? That's Gallup. Yeah. That's Gallup. So he'd have to but choose... He, wasn't he? What was he on the Rams? Wasn't he three? Oh, he was. Oh, three. yeah. I think he was three on the Rams. Three, three would look clean. Three would be awesome. Three would be clean. <laughs> I love that. Um, kind of to piggyback off that, I guess uh, Zeke or Pollard this week. I, uh, Pollard was great 
last week when Zeke was out. Um, and I honestly, I'm I'm Team Pollard, but um, I appreciate what Zeke has done for us, but his time has passed. What do you guys think? Zeke's been good the last few weeks, and I don't know why we have to pick one or the other. Why can't we just stick with both like we're doing now? Zeke is the power back that gets the blocking done, and then Pollard's the spark. We're going to lose Pollard if that's the case. Ugh, can't sign him. I, I'm kind of nervous about the offseason and money-wise because the Cowboys always screw up money-wise. I mean, you could look at Randy Gregory. The dude was a monster last year, and we just screwed around with this contract, and then he went to Denver. I'm not saying we're like bad without Randy Gregory, but if anybody on the Cowboys front office says uh, we didn't need him, you're an idiot. Like, the dude was a monster. If he's in the rotation, he's going to make something happen. But – Zeke and Pollard, I just want to say this. If Pollard doesn't get enough touches, whoever is running this offense is an absolute moron. Because you have Zeke getting 15 to 20 touches a game, maybe even more, and he is just beating down the off, all, all the defensive line, right? And then you put Pollard in, and then he just blows up with his speed and his agility. And if he gets like eight or nine touches – that is an absolute mistake on whoever is calling the plays because that dude is explosive and he is a playmaker bottom line. I agree. He's a starting running back in the NFL. Oh, 100%. We have two starting running backs. We have Zeke and we have Pollard right now, and they're both running for like 70, 80 yards a game, and they're just running over players. Like, it's ridiculous. I feel like this is going to be kind of a Jalen Brunson, Brunson situation for us this offseason, how we want to keep him but we can't afford him. I'm because we had to keep Z because we signed him for yeah, a lot and of money. we also have to pay Micah pretty yeah. soon, and yeah. we're definitely paying Micah over any of those. Uh, anyone on the team that, that makes me so sad team. that we have to pick like that. Damn, that's the way sports teams are run, though. That's true. All right, power rankings. Uh, Cowboys are at five. They were at four last week. Um, I'm kind of scanning through this list. How are the Vikings number four? Yeah, that's the one that I don't agree with. I think the Cowboys beat the Vikings. I don't think Kirk Cousins is clutch enough to. Do y'all do y'all want to hear uh, the teams that the Minnesota Vikings have played? Yeah. Trash teams, right? The Green Bay Packers, trash, below five hundred. Philadelphia Eagles lost. Okay. They're eight. No, good team. Lions, one below five hundred. Saints, one below five hundred. Bears, one below five hundred. Dolphins, one. They're just barely above 500. Cardinals, one below 500. And the Commanders, one below 500. The Minnesota Vikings have played absolutely nobody. And li- like, listen to this. They have not won these games by like any crazy margins. They beat the Packers by 16 points. If you average out how much they've won on margins, they won by an average of seven points every game. If you take out that 16-point victory, they're barely beating teams by five points. They're basically beating teams by a field goal, and these teams are below 500. The Minnesota Vikings are frauds beyond belief. And the fact that they jumped up above us because we had a bye week, that's just that's jail. That is jail for ESPN. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and we know how primetime Kirk is. I see coming down the stretch this year. <laughs> I they, do. Uh, yeah, but he wore chains on the plane. That home. was that was a cool video. That was a cool video. That was all. That, that was sweet. That was another classic Kirk Kirk Cousins video, yeah. like the one in uh Washington where he's like, You like that? You like that? That was I, just another Kirk Cousins video. I don't dislike Kirk Cousins. I don't either. Because of how much joy he brings to <laughs> the NFL. <laughs> he does bring me joy because there's just some games where I watch him like, yo, Kirk's a good quarterback. And then there's some videos I watch, I'm like, Kirk is like just a dumb person. <laughs> yeah, he'll light it up one week for like 400 yards 
and then come back the next week and just be like the worst quarterback in the Four NFL. Picks, two hundred passing yards. It's so much fun to watch. I so love much em. fun to watch. But I kind of do agree on the top three. I think Eagles. You have to put them there because they haven't lost a game. Kansas City. They didn't lose last week. Buffalo goes down because they did lose last week. Um, that was just a tough, tough outing for Buffalo. Um, and now you got Josh Allen that might not come back from a UCL in his elbow. Uh, but the Vikings over the Cowboys is ridiculous. And I also want y'all to look at this rankings and see the gap between like the top five teams and then the rest of the league. It's like above 500, like eight and no all the way down to like six and two. And then it just plummets and everyone is like 500 or less. Like there is no like bubble teams this year right now in the halfway through the season. Yeah. I was going to point that out. I think, I think the you got to put the Vikings in the top five, but yeah, after the Vikings, you move down to the to the Dolphins, and then everyone's pretty much the same. Like there's a big, big gap between the fifth best team and the sixth best team. It's bad. It's real bad. Who's y'all's favorite of the week for uh, for the bets? Because I was looking kind of at some of the spreads just a second ago. Uh, even after everything I've said about the Minnesota Vikings, They're plus six and a half. <laughs> No, they can't be plus six and a half. Josh yeah. Allen's not coming back. No, he's playing. He's playing? Yep. Oh, the the Vikings are my underdog of the, underdog of the week also. The Vikings are my underdog of the week. They're going to be everyone's. Yeah, plus gonna... six and a half has got to be a steal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is... That is I mean, that's, that's a, pretty good. That's a robbery. Yeah. We were just trashing them, and now we want them as our underdog. Yeah, but also, like, I mean... My heart says the Vikings are terrible, but my, my brain says Josh Allen slightly hurt possible like Kirk Cousins non-primetime game like it could happen right but six and a half is too much for the Vikings and I'm gonna go with my favorite with the Giants minus four and a half against Houston uh I hate to say it but the Giants are a good enough football team to just ground and pound against the Houston uh Texans I'm going Kansas City minus nine and a half against Jacksonville I think Patty's gonna have a a field day against them I hope not. I have uh, Trevor Lawrence starting for quarterback this week. Really? Why? <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> What's going on with your team? <laughs> Joe, Joe Burrow's uh, on bye week. So, I uh, um, Lamar's out this week, so I have Jimmy G. Oh, that's even worse. No. Yes. Jimmy G. No. Trevor. You think Trevor Lawrence is better than Jimmy G? Absolutely. With Christian McCaffrey, Debo, all the weapons you have? Who does... Trevor Lawrence have Christian Kirk, baby. Oh my god! Get out of here. He did not just say that. You got Debo. You got that tied in full. You got Kettle. You got that uh, fullback whoever they play. Not yeah, Kettle. Kettle. <laughs> Kettle. Kettle's uh, a pot. And then Christian McCaffrey. That was tough. You can't say Trevor Lawrence is gonna have a better week than Jimmy G. He might. He's not. I think he is. All right, we'll see. I think Jimmy G is so bad. There's Jimmy? no way. Jimmy G is a very solid quarterback. I'm going to go with, uh, well, we were doing uh, um, underdogs of the week with Minnesota. You guys picked Minnesota. Um, I actually like the Chargers against San Francisco. Against San Francisco? Mm -hmm. I don't know. How many? Plus seven and a half. Okay. I'm going to go on this take. I love Justin Herbert. Austin Eckler, amazing. The Chargers? are like one of those teams that you just look at the list, like you look at the roster and like, this is a good team. But they simply just can't close games. I don't know what's happening. They've done it for the last like two years, even though Justin Herbert is an absolute dog 
and he just scrambles for yards. He throws bullets that I've never seen before. That dude could throw a 50-yard pass, and it'd be 12 feet off the ground and just humming. He's kind of like Josh Allen, how he looks so natural with it. It's ridiculous. He just flings it out there. Like The fact that he's rolling to his right or his left and can throw an absolute bullet pass just blows my mind. But I, I can't get behind the Chargers until they actually start covering the spread and winning games on picking them and being like faithful to them. It's ridiculous. I agree. So much potential and just not reaching it. They were really solid last year, though. What They go to the... Did they make it to the conference finals? No, they got beat by the the Raiders in the wild card. Oh, you really? remember that game? No, they. You sure? I'm pretty positive because I remember the Chargers either like they had no, they were in that year, crazy game against. That was that Raiders game. I think where, it was a Raiders game. Tie, no, oh no, there's the game where they they tie. They both go to the playoffs and they yeah, lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the, that was the game. That was a regular season game, and they were playing yeah. to go to the, the playoffs, and it was just a wild game. Yeah, that was a and it went to overtime. Yeah, yeah and that it went game to overtime. Was insane. Yeah, that game I did a. Good. Uh, took a game theory class last year. Our project was over that game because they could have both tied and still gone to the playoffs. They should have done it. They should have done it. We got like a 75 on the project. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. You, so you're putting more studying into the podcast now than you are in the sports topics of uh, in school. 100%. All right, cool, 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 cool. Um, let's move kind of into uh, some Rangers and MLB talk. Um, I'm going to be honest. I, I'm, I'm not a huge watcher of the MLB, so I don't have a lot of uh, a lot of takes on this, but I think that uh, with what the Rangers have been doing, we should look at being a, a, a playoff team next year. So, Dakota, uh, you kind of want to go into yeah, some of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rangers have made some moves. They obviously made some big, big money moves last offseason, dumped like almost half a billion dollars um, into the middle infield and some bats. Uh, but this year, Rangers released Chris Woodward. We just got Bruce Bochy, uh, hired him as a new manager. Uh, bad vibes a little bit. He was the 2010 World Series, uh, or the manager for the World Series champs, the San Francisco Giants, when we lost for the first time. Um, but I really love this take, and I'm going to go on a tangent about why I love this take about hiring Bruce Bochy, and that is because he is an animal that will fight. Bruce Bochy has been ejected the high, like eighth highest in one season at six ejections as a manager. That's like eighth highest He's ever, ever in a season. He's also been ejected 77 times in his managerial career. That is ninth all time. If you're telling me about a dude that has fire and will go to bat for anybody and scream at anybody, Bruce Bochy, amazing manager. He's got that dog in him. He's got that dog in him. Because you know what, Chris Woodward, you know how many times he was thrown out? Zero. I couldn't even find it. The dude <laughs> is a pushover. He's a pushover. But Bruce Bochy? He's not going to fight for his guys. He's not. He's not. That is not but a Bruce locker will. room manager. No. Bruce no. Bochy? That dude would die in the trenches for you his gotta players. you got to go to war. Yeah. He'll go to war for yeah. you. And that's why I like him. Is this kind of a Kevin Durant situation where you can't beat him, hire him? Because we lost to him in the World Series? No. Just I think, like KD. I think couldn't if, be Golden State, so we joined him. I think this is a KD situation. We would uh, we would have literally hired everybody from the 2011 Cardinals. <laughs> well, why don't we? Uh, because so we get David Freeze. They're on my airplane list. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would. But that airplane hasn't taken off yet, though. So. Oh no, it's not going to so take we off. Still ever. Get I'm just going to keep filling it up. But like once you're on the airplane, it's real hard to get off the airplane. <laughs> and they close that door and you're doors locked. are closed. Yeah, doors are closed. Yeah, and those windows can't break them. You got to like <laughs> get in a fight with like the flight attendant or something, yeah. and, and and get kicked off that way or something. I don't know. Facts. You got to get like COVID or something. Yeah, but the Rangers are making a lot of moves uh, for this upcoming off season. Uh, they traded away Colby Allard. 
for a pitcher called Jake or Dorizzi off the uh, Atlanta Braves and some cash. And they also dumped Nick Solak, which was a good kind of like rotation guy for us uh, last couple seasons. They dumped him for cash. They didn't even trade him away. Uh, so you can literally see the Rangers are storing cash for free agency this this offseason. They're going to go real heavy into some pitching rotations. Uh, and I can't wait for that because DeGrom is interested in the Rangers. Pay the man. Get him over here right now on the bump. Let him be nasty. Throw it all. Let him throw nine innings every single time he goes out. I don't care. All in. Just let him go. What are we going to have to pay for him? Anything. I don't care. Lots of money. Like, what's the going rate for a top pitcher right now? Like, honestly, it's... Well, with DeGrom, it's kind of a little bit different since he's been injury-prone, and he hasn't thrown, like, probably a full season in a in a couple years. Um, so his price point's probably going to be a little different. But the fact that we are just dumping players right now for cash, we're not even trading it away for, like, farm league. We're not even trading away for, like, starters, nothing like that. That just tells me that our front office is about to throw money to the wind. And we are about to go all in for, like, the next five or six seasons. And I... I'm so excited. The Rangers, they might just win our division next year. Oh, wow. Houston wow. Astros, they're washed. They're Is gonna, Houston going to be able to keep all of their players? Uh, I don't know. I really don't want to spend much time on Houston because I hate them. Yes. Uh, but, hey, look at the Rams. Look at the Bengals. They're not doing too good. They got a little hangover Super Bowl year. Houston Astros, hangover World Series year. Rangers take it all. Boom. Hot take. Heard right Hot here. Hot take. Hot take. I like it. I need a I need a good Rangers team to get me back into baseball because I've been out of it for the last. Well, I think I think the World Series. Oh, facts. Like DFW's been out of it uh, because we've been so bad. But these next like couple years, I mean, we've got Seager. We've got the best middle infield, like arguably in baseball right now for the next like ten years. And now we're about to get a bunch of free agency, and I think it's going to look real good for us. But I want you to listen to this, the stat from Rangers last year. We went 18 and 37 in one run games. We lost 37 one run games last year. Worst in franchise history. If we win, and this is this is hypothetical, we probably would never do this. This has possibly never been done in history. If we win every run one run game from last season, we would have had 104 wins, we would have won the division. Now, if we would have been realistic and won half of those, all those losses, so if we would have won half of those 37 games, we would have had 86 wins, and we would have beat out Tampa Bay for the wild card. Why are we losing those games, though? What's going to get us over that hump? Pitching. Is that what it is? Is it the Pitching. bullpen or starters? It's what is the it? bullpen. It's the starters. Like, So you, is that what we're going to spend all this money on, pitching? Yeah. Well, we spent half a billion dollars on bats and you know players in the field. We spent half a billion on our middle infield, our outfield, re-signing guys. And now you have an offseason where you're just going to dump a bunch of money into pitching. Um, and you can even see it like literally the opening day, uh, game for the Rangers. Our starter went three innings. He got shelled by the Rockies. It was awful. And then our bullpen comes in and we literally just can't do anything. We had to score like six to seven runs every game just to be competitive. You shouldn't have to score six to seven runs to be competitive. If you score five to six runs in a game in the MLB, you should win most of your games. That's just facts. It's just like the, it's just like the NFL. If you score twenty four to twenty seven points every game in the NFL, you should win mass majority of your games. Yep. Yep. I agree with that. I do. I I honestly haven't paid much attention to the Rangers, but I have high expectations. 
especially with all the stuff that you just stated. So I'm 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 gonna start watching the Rangers this next year. I I tried to this year and and uh, our bats were really slow to start the season, was, especially Simeon. So. Yeah. But hey, we've got we've got good talent. We've got we've got a lot of money uh, in the portal to pay, and we're gonna be we're gonna be looking up. All right, uh, stars and NHL talk. Um, I really like how the stars have been playing. Um, our offense is electric with all those young guys. Um, how do you guys feel the season is going so far? Yeah, like you said, the offense has not been a problem at all. We uh, we're fourth in power play percentage and sixth in goals per game. Uh, I think we should need to be more consistent, though. The defense, Ottinger has been really good. He leads the league in goals against average at 1.91 a game. But he'll have a shutout and then give up like four or five goals the next game. So his average is good, but the consistency needs to be there. Um, yeah, Our young core is obviously tearing it up. And then we have Pavlovsky to kind of teach them all, the old guy, you know. And he's still producing. He's fourth in the league in plus minus this year. And then Robertson, probably our top young guy i'd say right now there's so many of them but he's probably the top one he's fourth in the league in points he's 21 years old i love that i oh, i'm excited we hey let's go to a stars game this year yeah we need to you but can get cheap tickets let's get no but let's get glass seats for for like one or two games <laughs> facts why not it's only like would, it's only like 250 for a glass yeah. seats for a week game i mean our fans would love to see us on the uh, oh yeah on the jumbotron in the class they would yeah between the threes? Slapping on the glass. Yeah. Hey, y'all think this is just a Mavs podcast, but we're between the threes on the DFW sports. We're uh, American Airlines fans, not just the Mavs. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're currently ranked number 11 in the power rankings. Um, I think that's pretty fair because um, there's a lot of uncertainties about this team right now. Like you said, with Ottinger, he is not very consistent. I think if that consistently consistency comes back, I think uh, – we definitely can move up into the top five or maybe, you know, close to that, like, six, seven spot. Um, do you guys think uh, this team has what it takes to go to the Stanley Cup this year? I think the potential is definitely there. I don't I don't think it's a Stanley Cup year, but I do think that it could be for the next six to eight years. I think we're about to go on a crazy run. With all these young guys we have, the next NHL dynasty. I kind of think in a way that the Stars and the Mavs are very close in how they're producing uh, in the sense of like offense is lights out. Like the Mavs offense is doing really well, even though Luka is producing like 50% of all of our offense. Uh, but the Stars are also doing the same in the fact that they're competing in games or scoring a lot of points, but just kind of like falling a little bit short when it comes to close games in like the third period or the fourth quarter for the Mavs. Um, but it's really, it's really hopeful to see uh, a team fight like that. And all they need is one more piece. And that's just closing out to like the last couple minutes of a game. Yeah. Um, Cause once we get that piece and then you start just stringing games together and the confidence in the locker room starts going high, uh, there's nothing that can stop you. There's yeah. too much it, momentum. You just gotta get it over the bump. And once you're over the bump, I think we're smooth sailing. Just that consistency, consistency point. All right, that kind of concludes a little bit of uh, some stars talk uh, for you hockey boys um, and gals. Uh, let's kind of go into some college talk. Uh, we have NCAA football that's been going on, of course, um, and now basketball has uh, started up. Uh, let's look at some of the power rankings for NCAA football. Uh, 
What do you guys think about some of these power rankings? I know we've uh, had some mix-ups in the uh, in the top four recently with TCU coming in now. Uh, Georgia's obviously the clear number one, and I think they're miles ahead of everyone else right now. Uh, haven't really seen much of Ohio State. They probably haven't played anyone, but they do have that Ohio State-Michigan game coming up. That's going to be one of the biggest games of the year. I mean, it always is. That's yeah. how the Big Ten always falls. It's always Ohio State and Michigan, and they always go undefeated until they play each other, and then you're like, all right, whoever wins that gets in the Big Ten, and then they play like the third best team, and then they win, and then they go to the Final Four mm-hmm. or the playoff. And like the team that loses that game will be out. Correct. Which, But so we have Tennessee at five, TCU at four. Tennessee beats TCU by 35. Really? That's what I think. I don't think about 35, maybe 14, I 17. Of, I think if they play, I think the line would be around 14 Tennessee. Yeah, so get TCU or get Tennessee in the top four and get TCU out. TCU but, should be, and I think LSU also beats TCU by two touchdowns. So you're saying TCU And so fraudulent. does Bama, so does Clemson, so do so, Ole Miss. You, wait, you think Clemson beats TCU? Yeah, I do. No. 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 I think so. You, no, listen. You can't say Clemson beats TCU when Clemson plays an unranked, awful, awful Notre Dame team and gets absolutely spanked. TCU has been playing like not the best teams in the world, but they've been playing ranked teams and they're still like scratching and clawing their way to a win. You, like Clemson's a fraud. TCU, they're fighters. They grind out the wins, uh, but I think Clemson's talent would overtake who the grinders. Who whose talent? <sighs> Name their quarterback. Well, they're playing both of them pretty much. Yeah, exactly. You cannot win in the NCAA with a two-quarterback system. You can, Or a three-quarterback system. Ohio State did it. When they had Cardell Jones and Braxton Miller, they made it work, and they won a national championship. Well, guess what? They were freak athletes. Your two-quarterback system in Clemson is bums. DJ is one of the most gifted physical athletes there is. He's like 6'5", 250. Congrats, he's an athlete. Can he throw the ball? Can he That's make good decisions? Said. You just said they're athletes. No, they're bum quarterbacks. Everyone in college football that's in the Power Five is a freak athlete. You could say that across the board. I don't care if they're a walk-on or if they're like the highest starred quarterback out of high school. I really don't care. They're all freak athletes. But when you rush to the sideline and it's third and eight with the game on the line and he doesn't throw the ball and just takes a sack, he's an idiot. I agree that he hasn't been great this year, but we've seen what he's able to do. We know it's in him to be great. He just has to find it again. He's just in a slump right now. That was two years ago against Notre Dame. No, he's played That's, good games this year. Uh, last year he did awful, and so and this year I haven't seen a lot from him. But I think you can't compare, compare Clemson to Ohio State's quarterback room because that quarterback room at Ohio State was phenomenal. So That's a long you know, slump to be in. That's all I'm saying. That's a big slump. I think DJ is going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. No. I think he has that. I think think his game matches the NFL style more than the college style. I think he will be better with the game he has right now. I think it works for the NFL and just not as much for for college football. And their backup right now, the freshman from Westlake, uh, Cade Klubnick, I think he's more of a college quarterback than NFL. So I think he should be starting over DJ. But I still think DJ is going to be a great NFL quarterback. So you say a quarterback at Clemson right now that is struggling to win games, like in the, they're eight and one. Yes, they're eight and one. But when you look at their schedule, they are struggling to win games. They are not winning these games with confidence. 
Okay. And you're telling me that quarterback is going to be good in the NFL when he can barely beat ACC teams right now? You're incredible. That is the hottest take I've ever heard in my life. I think it's a very real thing to be NFL style or not college style. I think he will be just like Dak Prescott. I think they have very similar games. where Jail. Jail. <laughs> jail. That was disrespectful beyond belief. I want you to tell me right now, what is the TCU Clemson? They play right now in the, in the playoffs. What's the spread? What do you think the spread is? Clemson minus three and a half. No. That Absolutely. much confidence and you say three and a half? Well, I just said that he's not... I agree that he hasn't been good this season. He has shown some good moments, but overall, he hasn't been great. But he's an NFL quarterback. He's not a college quarterback, and that's what my take is. Hey, we'll just put a pin in that, and he's, we'll come back. Okay. We'll come back to that. Yeah, we'll see next yeah. year when he is leading the Houston te- te- Texans. I forgot their name for a second. <laughs> wow. That's how that's how little I care about Houston sports. Houston okay. Oilers. Yikes. Next Talk, year, he's going to lead them. Yeah. Honestly, I agree with all the all the rankings. I mean, there was a little bit of a mix-up last week, not as much this week, but the top four is right, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> TCU is not the fourth-best team in the country. They have just, to be. They not. have to be. They're no, in the power Why do they five. have to be? The top four should be the best four teams in the country, and they are not. Just because they're 9-0, they're in the Big 12. Tennessee's in the SEC. They lost to Georgia, and they beat Alabama. I, I understand. TCU like, has to be. What's TCU's best win? Listen, listen, listen. Camden, we're on the Kansas same side. Kansas State, we're on who Cam- almost beat them. They barely slipped by. They should have lost the game. Camden, we're on the same side. This is correct. The rankings are correct, no. but my heart says no. Okay? My head says yes. Well, your because heart TCU, is right. My heart, no. Your heart's never wrong. <laughs> I always follow my heart. But listen, TCU Clearly is in the not. Power Five. They're in the Big 12. They're undefeated. They're going to go to their championship game. With okay. Kansas State as their best win. That's fu- that's power five. That's how it works. This is how mm. conferences work. This is how but it college shouldn't. football works. The college football playoffs should be the best team, the best four teams Guess what? in the country. Turn the TV, and they're not. Turn the TV off and come back in five years, and it's going to be two conferences, and then now we can argue. But right the now, it's five conferences, it and shouldn't this is just matter how the world works. That they're 9-0 in a power five conference. But it does. Like it's, Everyone's equal. It's just the best four best teams that they think. That's wrong. So if you think Toledo right now is 9-0, you think they should be in the Final Four? No. I'm okay. saying conference doesn't matter. Uh, the wins you have matter, yeah, yeah. and the losses you have matter. Okay. Like the Big Ten, the Big 12, the SEC, that doesn't matter. It's just the, the teams you play. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you agree that... So you're saying T- so Texas ha- is a terrible football team, and TCU's win over them last night was just worth nothing? Facts. Yeah, I'm saying Texas isn't good right now. Oh. So yeah, I'm saying TC's win over them isn't I thought anything Texas, special. I thought Texas was back. Uh, didn't hear that from me. <laughs> <laughs> They've been back for the last seven years, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right, Anyways. hey, uh, I just I don't I'm not done with this point yet. Okay, Gosh, how are you going to say that TCU is better than Tennessee? I'm not saying TCU is better then than Tennessee. Why should Tennessee not be ahead of them if because they're not TCU better? TCU is undefeated. Because they haven't. Do you think the Philadelphia 81. Eagles are the best team no, in the NFL? I do not. But, but they're but undefeated. In the, but in the NFL, rankings don't matter. There's not a ranking. I mean, there kind of is. There's not like an official ranking. There's not. There's not an opinion ranking. It's a power ranking. Yeah, but that means nothing though. That I mean, has no, nothing does. effect on who goes to the playoffs. No, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, no, that, that that is a true point. It doesn't have any effect on who goes to the playoffs. Yeah, we go off wins and losses. Yeah, but in the college, it's an opinion. Well, if you want to go in off- the NFL. All the teams are very similar in 
strength and how good they are. Well, if you want to go off Uh-oh. of wins and losses of how to get into the uh, playoffs, then uh, TCU also has their uh, wins at 9-0. So. But in college, there's a bigger margin in the strength of teams. You just you can't throw TCU out of the top four because they did a perfect season. That is absolutely atrocious that you would even think about doing that. Like imagine, but if, y'all have both agreed that Tennessee is better than them. Imagine Texas. So why would they no, not? No, no, be no, no, no. But um, they did a perfect season. Imagine, yeah. Imagine Texas going on a perfect season, but Alabama has one loss, and it's to the number one team in the country, and you're in the final, you're in the top four. Do you argue that Alabama should be above y'all because y'all are in the Big Twelve? If Alabama has shown to play better against better teams, and yeah, you're lying through your teeth. No, I'm not. You're lying. If through your Alabama, teeth. you can clearly tell who's a better team. Tennessee is better than TCU by a large margin. I agree. It is not close. I agree. So that it should be the top four teams in the country. What more are you asking from TCU? Because they're nine and zero right now. What like do you want them to just start blowing teams out? Is that what you were were, were wanting? They haven't played. They haven't played any good teams. Yes, I would like to see blowouts. They haven't blown so pretty much. So that is out. the one negative for and them. They haven't blown. They out haven't teams. played. I don't know if y'all seen the stat, but they've hurt like almost every quarterback they've played against this year. They're not playing starting quarterbacks, and the quarterbacks they are playing, the starters they are playing, I think they're going to get exposed. Good. TCU is not going to get in the final in the playoff when it comes to playoff time. They're going to lose a game. They're probably going to lose the championship, the Big Twelve championship. I hope they do. And somebody else will get in. It's probably going to be three SEC teams. In reality, that's what it's going to be. But hey, we're on the same page. But also in black and white, and I don't get to choose who's in the final four. Uh, you know, you just can- wait till they give us our media votes for the college football playoff. Facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Texas will be in mind. So shut up. <laughs> kind of going off of power rankings, I guess, for uh, NCAA football. Uh, I had a uh, a topic I wanted to go over this week. Uh, who is the best college football team of all time? Um, I saw the the rankings. I think Barstool did uh, a rankings of it, and they had two thousand one Miami at number one. 2019, LSU at number two. I think those are two, like you can't debate any other team. Um, And I'm going to ride with 2001 Miami because that team, I I was uninformed until I looked into it, but that team was incredible. I don't don't know how I've ever not seen media coverage over stuff like that. Okay, so this this ranking, I I just opened it up. I did not watch 2001 Miami, obviously. But you have 2019 LSU at number two, 2004 USC at three, 2005 Texas at four, 2020 Alabama five, 2018 Clemson six, 2013 Florida State seven. The most disrespectful thing I've ever seen might be Georgia and 2021 at number eight. That, okay, listen. And I'm just going off the fact that this was pretty recent. And obviously I can't go back in time and watch 2004, 2005 Texas like in their whole season. Georgia's defense was unbelievable. The most electric bet in college football history, in my opinion, is betting against the under of the opposing team for Georgia. The lines were in single digits, and they were playing good football teams, and the unders were hitting. I think they should at least be, I think they should be like top five, maybe five or six uh, in this, maybe a little bit higher depending on, your opinion on the early 2000s teams. But I think Georgia, they're not number one. I'm not trying to argue number one, number two, or number three. I'm thinking they should be higher. But that defense was in 
incredible. And it's not the fact that I bet on Alabama that year and I took a bath on it. It's just the simple fact that their defense was unbelievable. Don't they have Mississippi State on that list too? In 2014? What? Yeah, a team that didn't even win a national championship. I don't know if I agree with this rankings like at all. Was that a Dak year? It was Dak's year. That was Dak's year? Yeah. Good for him. No, that makes sense. They should be number one now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but my honest opinion, I think 2019 LSU was the best team in college football uh, simply because they had a perfect season, and their perfect season was like dominating teams. They weren't scratching and clawing on games. They simply just manhandled teams, won games single-handedly, won them very, very well, uh, and just won a national championship. Like It was the easiest thing in the world. I agree. That uh, playoff game they had against OU where they were up like 42-0 at half or something. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, Joe Burr. <laughs> <laughs> but also you got to look at the fact that how many they drafted. Like literally both sides of the ball got like drafted. Like the whole offense, whole defense got drafted, and then they sucked the next year because they were literally that dominant. Because uh, mm-hmm. all the juniors and seniors were like, yeah, I'm going to the draft. Like I'm going out on a, on a high note. I used to be a huge 2019 LSU guy as far as like the best team in college football. I didn't get to watch Miami Hurricanes 2001 because I was three years old. So obviously I'm not going to remember that. But after looking into what's kind of gone on with them, uh, they're our freak team allowed only 138 passing yards per game, 132 rushing yards per game. Um, Bad run defense. I guess you could say that. Um, they had 38 people on that team drafted. 17 of them were first-round picks. So half of the first round... Was all Miami? Was Miami. Good Lord. Your your big players on that team, Ed Reed, Sean Taylor, Andre Johnson, Jeremy Shockey. Like, those are... That's... Jesus. Maybe big that 2001 people. Miami team is the best thing. What was their offense? <laughs> Their offense? No, a serious question. Like, who was on there? Uh, I don't know. I doubt it was better than LSU's 2019 team. Uh, well, I can tell you the stats of... of, of uh, so, LSU averaged 48.4 points per game, which is absolutely incredible. Um, Miami averaged 42.7 points per game. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I, I just don't... I don't see... That Miami also only allowed 9.8 points per game against them. That was like, it's Georgia's defense from last year with LSU's offense from 2019. I'm going to be that guy. What? They're in the ACC. They're playing Wake Forest. <laughs> <laughs> they're, playing, they're playing Duke. Also different era. <laughs> different era. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't better back then. No, it was worse. Yeah. LSU's has to play Texas A&M. <laughs> one of the biggest powerhouses in college football they, history i think they definitely be, they beat a&m like 56 to 7 that year too are we shocked no no but that's because they were they had some hate from the seven overtime game the the year before when a&m won so yeah um but i think undebatable i think my 2001 miami is is better than lsu I, I just I can't I can't convince myself that 2019 LSU is better than 2001 Miami anymore. I can't. I can't. So, um, moving on from that, uh, we got NCAA uh, basketball. Um, you guys got a uh, predictions for the year? Season kickoff started. You want you want to hear about the hottest take that I've ever seen Vegas do? 
Yeah. Camden pointed this out. Houston is a second has the second best odds to win the national championship at plus eight fifty. And I'm riding with them this year. I think that's oh, my you're team. Riding? You're gonna be a that's cougar. I'm a cougar this year. You're a cougar. I'm all in. I might wow. get a, I might go to a game. Yeah. Wow. I might I might go force myself to he, go to Houston. That, that's that. low. That's low. That's low. That's, that's low. real low. But for my Cougars, I might. Yeah. Hey, look for us between the threes on the Jumbotron <laughs> in Houston. But I'm not going to go with Houston. I want Gonzaga to win. Uh, no, dude. Drew Timmy, are you a fan of his? Dude, I'm I a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. I'm sorry. I'm a huge fan. I love him. You have to be joking. No, the dude is the definition of what college basketball should be. And oh. the fact that he stayed for four years and loves his school and plays with pride. Did he uh, stay because he'll make more money? Than going to the NBA, uh, is, whatever his decision is, but or he definitely is it didn't do his not good enough to make it in the NBA, and he knows that. If he's not good enough to make it in the NBA, great. I'm not talking about the NBA. I'm talking about college basketball here. Okay. I this is the take that I have on college basketball. I hate the fact that college basketball has turned into this one and done uh, era. I if they're going to be one and done, I'd rather them just go to the G League and then come up and through the NBA. I would rather have worse players in the NCAA being being loyal to their school and playing for like three or four years rather than have like the best athletes in the world playing one year and going to the NBA. Like I would rather watch a guy develop for three to four years and become a good college basketball player. And who cares if he like develops in the NBA? Like it really doesn't matter. I would rather have those dudes be like die hard for their school and go like play with pride than just like go get a bag and then go to the NBA. So that's why I love Timmy. Right, and that's kind of how Duke was there for a while. They had a lot of guys stay all yeah. four years, and that's why they they were good. Worked. Yeah, yeah. But now, I mean, that era is gone, though. It's not going to come back. It is. And well, they are talking about bringing back the straight to NBA from high school. Yeah, and I mean, a lot. You see a lot of guys going to like straight to the G League now. Yeah, like Lonzo, like Lonzo. Well, no, Lonzo went overseas, right? No, he went to UCLA. His, his Lamella. Uh, yeah, sorry, his brother Lamella. went overseas. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I'm going to go with uh, Tar Heels. I'm going to be a Tar Heel this year at plus nine hundred. They're third. Um, and favorites to win the NCAA championship. I just think they've had a little bit of a drought on, I mean, they did make it to the finals last year, and they just kind of just didn't get over that hump. Also, you want to talk about the finals in that sense? Uh, the floor moved, and he rolled his ankle, the center. I can't even remember his name. Who was in the finals last year? Kansas Who? and North Carolina. Oh, that's right, yeah. Kansas won it. Yeah, yeah, Kansas won it. But that was that was a heartbreaker for North Carolina, so I think they come back because of, none of their players went to the draft. It's hard to go yeah. back to the national championship, but I think they do it. Plus nine hundred, book it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Tennessee this year, and I consulted with my uh, NCAA basketball professional on this one, uh, my buddy Mason Pelham, and uh, he informed me that Tennessee has already twenty piece Gonzaga in an exhibition game this year. Um, they have a stacked roster with a Hall of Fame coach. Um, they're plus thirty five hundred. Is so, uh, Rick okay. Barnes still the coach? A little sprinkle on the Tennessee. A little sprinkle. Just a little sprinkle. No, I the, definitely wouldn't take Houston at the odds they're at. Hell no. I'm just taking them as who I want to win the finals. Yeah, but a little sprinkle, like a little little yeah, hundo a little, piece on, dash. on the Tennessee. Yeah, just yeah. a little dash. Just win $3,500. Just easy, quick. I think you should do it. I think you should. I uh, might. I might. Go $3,500. Why not? Go Vols. Villanova at plus 4000 is looking pretty good. No. All right. Let's go into some uh, NBA talk. Uh... We saw actually Portland play the Mavs, which we'll get into later. But um, Dame is back for Portland. They were winning without Dame. Are they a threat to the NBA with Dame back? Definitely. I think they got to be. 
I mean, it's Dame time. It's always yeah. Dame time. Always. I but. think they're definitely uh, maybe five or six seed this year. I mean, honestly, with Dame coming back and Portland was playing so well uh, without him, I was really expecting the Mavs to kind of get blown out uh, in honesty. But we ended up winning that game. But Dame still scored like 29 points, I think, 20 points, something like that. Uh, oh, just kidding. He scored – yeah, he scored 29 points. Um, and Grant, their small forward, scored 37 against the Mavs. Uh, so I definitely think Portland's got a little bit of chemistry to figure out, but I definitely think they're going to be a really good team in the East. Do y'all know who I think is one of the most Sorry. underrated <laughs> players in the NBA? Weast. The Weast? One of the most underrated NBA players is Nurkic on Portland, in my opinion. He's hurt. he's hurt right now, but I think he's a very strong center when he is playing. He he does. Uh, he grabs a lot of boards. Whenever uh, it was uh, the COVID season uh, in 2020, because he was hurt that season as well too. When he came back, Portland uh, Portland looked good. Mm-hmm. When they have that, when when they have him at center, um, I think they can make some noise for sure. So, um, Kawhi Leonard is he coming back? Because he got hurt. Uh, for the second time in a row, and didn't really get to play at all this season. Um, what do you guys think about that? I'm so glad that the Clippers are are injury prone right now because I hate the Clippers. Whole Clippers organizations on my airplane list for sure. But <laughs> <laughs> they have Paul George, uh, they have John Wall, John Wall, right? Yeah. No, and they, they have Kawhi Leonard. Like those are three juggernauts of just point scores. But all they have to do is figure out the chemistry. This is like my take uh, before the season on the Eagles. I was like, the Eagles have every piece, and Jalen Hurts just has to figure out how to play quarterback. And I was like, and they're, they're going to be a good football team. If the Clippers figure out how to stay on the court and also to play together, it's going to be scary. And I hate that because the Clippers are awful, and I hate the organization. Camden's got them to win the, the finals this year. Traitor. His pick. Traitor. Jail. No, I definitely do not want them to, but with them all healthy, I think they are the best team in the NBA. With that starting five of Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, John Wall, Marcus Morris, and Zubak, or maybe Reggie Jackson over Marcus Morris, however they play it. Oh, Reggie. I want Reggie so Not bad. only could they put up a whole lot of points with Paul George and Kawhi out there, Lock two him. both defensive players of the year, scary team. Yeah, they, they could lock down some teams for sure. Um, I think Zubak is also super underrated. Yeah, he's 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 kind of like a nur- Nurkic. Yeah, he always rips up the Mavs. Um, Jalen Brunson uh, on the the Knicks this year. Uh, I actually haven't watched. I think I've only watched two or three Knicks games. Um, but I look at the box scores every now and then, and Jalen Brunson is actually putting up pretty much what he was paid to do. So, um, which kind of makes me sad. Like, it makes me sad. Like, I kind of wish he would have, like, left, gotten paid all this money, and then, like, kind of been a bum, like, a little bit, uh, just to be, like, the Mavs are right on him. Like, he wasn't worth the money. But now that we're wrong, I kind of just like, dang. He hasn't done anything crazy yet, though. He's just been solid. Yeah, but... I expect him to average, like, 25 a game. He's only averaging 14.9 right now. Yeah, but have you looked at our roster? Like, we'll get into this, like, when we do some recaps on the games, but, like... 14 and a half points would be real nice right now out of a starter. Uh, Dinwiddie's averaging 18. Who took his spot? How much is Bullock averaging? I have no idea, but Bullock's been in the starting lineup last year. Yeah. No, how much is he averaging this year? We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into okay. that. That's, that's kind of my... Yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not supporting Bullock at all. Yeah. Okay, we'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, it's it's tough to see that Jalen Brunson's actually playing pretty well. But I, I knew he was going to do good. I'm but glad I, he's doing well. I'm I'm with Camden. I th- I think honestly, um, I expected him to be more at like an 18 or 19 points per game. But, um, you know, he still has good production. So I mean, probably a good pickup from the Knicks. Uh, they needed that anyways. Uh, the Cavs, pretenders or contenders? Contenders all the way and contenders for the next 10 years. No. The Cavs not. are the next dynasty. They are the next Warriors. They are the next. They're the next Warriors. <laughs> That's it. That's all you got. That's they're, all you got. They're Back so young. And their entire. And now with Donovan Mitchell, their whole starting five could be all stars this year. It's the East. Let's not get too carried away here. Facts. I think they have the either the best or the second best record behind the the Bucks this season. I just don't they think they are incredible and not only that they're fun to watch. They are fun to watch. Okay, I'll give you that. Uh, but I don't think against the Celtics or against the Bucks, I think that they just maybe maybe in the years to come, but right now I I don't see them I don't see them doing well against those two teams. Yeah. I I like I mean obviously you don't have someone to guard Giannis. Um, you don't have anyone really. But does anyone? Possibly. No. Who? Nobody can guard Giannis. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But also, the Cleveland Cavaliers are eight and four. They're two games back in the East. Okay. I mean, I'm not arguing that the Cavaliers are not contenders. Like, they're a really good basketball team right now. They're definitely at a point where nobody kind of expected, at least myself. I never expected the Cleveland Uh, Cavaliers to be like top three in the East and like potentially, you know, compete with Boston and Milwaukee. Um. So they were eight and one. They've lost three in a row. <laughs> yeah. See, that that's, doesn't that doesn't help to take. It's like two good teams though. They lost Golden State and uh, the Clippers. Golden State's not oh, good this year. Two West, two West Coast teams. The wow. Golden State will get it figured out. Yeah, possibly. Uh, they asked, they actually beat Boston. They beat Boston twice this season already. Thank you, Tom. Okay. Cleveland. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They beat okay. them twice. Yeah. Wait till Boston gets their centers back though. Hey. They we'll are four and zero at home. The Cleveland Cavaliers are four and zero at home. They've played three overtime games already, so that means they're clutch to finish. Mm. And they've both been two of them in blowouts in overtime. Yeah, not even close. Do you think that they can create a dynasty? I do, because of how young they are. Yeah, they're only going to get better. So you think they're the best team to create an, like the next dynasty? Uh, they're my pick. Yeah, they're your pick to create the next dynasty. Okay, yeah. like I mean, I can't argue with that. Uh, in the sense of like how young they are and what they're doing. They're beating good teams. Uh, but if I'm going to pick a team that's actually going to create a dynasty, I really I really hate to say it. It's the Dallas Mavericks. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I can't be a homer. <laughs> I can't be a homer like that. Uh, I might have to agree with you. Like, I mean, Boston, Boston and Milwaukee have been already good teams. So I can't really say like, oh, they're going to create a dynasty because they've already been like up and coming. They've already won a championship or two. But if we're talking about teams like in the next 10 years to really compete for the finals, I think Boston is probably going to beat Milwaukee in that race simply because I think Boston has more natural playmakers. Like they have Giannis, but the gap between Giannis and their second best player, I think is too big. To create that kind of dynasty. Hey, don't shit on Chris Middleton, man. That's my Hey, boy. man. Yeah, I get it. You're an Aggie, whatever. But I think Boston, like, if uh, Tatum's not on the ball and has the ball, I think they have two or three more players that can be at that caliber. Yeah, you have Jalen Brown who can drop 35 every night. Exactly. Not every night, but when Tatum is hurt, he can yeah. step up. 
And that's like that's like my only argument on that. I think Giannis is going to win, still win games. And they're going to be really competitive. But if we're going to talk about how many finals appearances and championships that the next dynasty will make, it, I think Boston's got a better chance. I'm going to go. I think for the next dynasty, which I really hate to say this because I don't like them, uh, the Grizzlies. Mm. They got a really good young core, and Jaw is a flashy player. Um, so he's going to be up in MVP races for many years to come, I think, probably for the next 10 years. Um, I, I hate saying it, but yeah, that's, that's who I'm going to go with. Um, that's obviously they got to keep their, their players like Desmond Bain. I think that's who, who knew he was going to come out and, and put up like 20 points per game. No. And, and the Mavs had a shot at drafting him before Josh Green. Yeah. Don't remind me. So that one hurts. That that's that's a tough one. Um, I think he shot like forty two percent from three last year, maybe even forty three. And I think he's doing it this year too, and he's attempting like seven or eight a game now. So, um, but all right, you want to get into a? We're gonna do our 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 like locks or our picks of the week for NBA. They're gonna be different this this time around. We I know we were just picking based off of the schedule but we're gonna go with we have three games now that we're gonna choose from um and we're gonna choose a winner and we're gonna choose by how much um this week we have nuggets versus bulls uh bucks versus hawks and grizzlies versus pelicans um which one of you wants to go first and and give me a spread i'll go ahead uh for nuggets bulls i'm going bulls by six it's a hot take it's a strong pick uh, Bucks, Hawks, Bucks by twelve. Grizzlies, Pelicans. I think the Grizzlies gonna blow them out. Got them by nineteen. Wow. Yeah. What? I thought two, the, the two Bucks, picks in there. I thought the Bucks twelve was a lot. Uh, but the Grizzlies at nineteen over the Pelicans. That's a, that's also a lot. Yeah, you're incorrect. You might be. Uh, but I like the takes. I like them. Sometimes you gotta be bold. Facts. All right. Uh, for the Nuggets and Bulls, the Bulls are a really bad team. Like honestly, they're not playing well. Like I think they're third, like third to last in the East. Um, so I'm gonna go with Nuggets. Like I'm gonna say six. I think that's a healthy margin. Uh, I think what's gonna happen is in the third quarter the Nuggets are gonna pull away by like 15, 16, and then the Bulls will come back by a couple points. Um, Bucks, Hawks. I definitely agree with Camden. I don't think 12 is a line. I think more like nine, nine and a half is a line on that one uh, because Giannis is just a freak. And then the Grizzlies Pelicans, I think it's way closer than nineteen. I think I think we're thinking like definitely like, not nineteen. Like nine or ten again, kinda like the Bucks Hawks. Uh, because I think the Pelicans have weapons uh, and have the ability to keep the game close, but the Grizzlies are obviously gonna be major favorites. Who do they have though? With Zion out, Brandon Ingram out. Are they out? I don't know if they're out. <laughs> <laughs> Are they? I'm just assuming Zion's hurt because he always is. No, uh, I think Brandon, that's the, that's a fair take. Brandon Ingram was <clears throat> out. He might be back by now, though. I think they are back. Um, I saw Even Zion. Yeah, I saw. Well, I saw a press conference with Zion about him playing defense. Yeah, no. Recently, he Brandon interesting. Ingram and Zion are healthy. They're not out. So, hmm. um, still right. 19 though. Yeah, I'm sticking with 19. I don't well, like the Bucks. Stick to your guns. All right, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Nuggets minus four against the Bulls. I think the Bulls from last year were a good team, and I think they just haven't found it yet. Um, they can still play with 
whoever they need to play with. I, I think the Bulls actually have a have a decent roster. They just they just need to put it all together again. Uh, I'm going uh, Bucks minus seven against the Hawks. Um, you never know if Trey Young's going to put up a forty point game or if he's going to put up a forty turnover game because that's just how Trey Young plays. I hate that guy. Uh, yeah, he also needs a uh, some Bosley up top. His hair hairline is kind of bad. So. You just shave it. Just shave it off. Um, he can't do it. He can't. Uh, Grizzlies versus Pelicans. Uh, you guys both took Grizzlies, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go against that. I'm gonna do Pelicans minus uh, seven. Oh wow, a lot. Wow, you think the Pelicans are gonna win by seven? Mm-hmm. I had them by nineteen. We got a twenty-six point swing <laughs> differential there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. book uh, it, ladies and gentlemen. You have no idea what to gamble now. <laughs> uh, Camden has also lost a lot of his picks, and I, I, I'll, I'll back it up. I've I've lost some picks as well too, but but nineteen is a little bit of a different margin than Pelicans minus seven. Did you take? That? Um, I would like to counter that statement. Our locks of the week last week. I went three and zero. Really good for I you. I had the Mavs beating the Nets, Clippers over the Lakers, and Heat beating the Hornets. Who won all three? I lost uh, every single one of them except for the one that I thought wasn't going to hit. The Spurs beat the Milwaukee Bucks. So um, I had Mavs against Washington. That didn't work out. RIP. And K- KP didn't even play, which is kind of annoying. Um, and then I also had um, Cleveland over. I think the Grizzlies. And uh, the Grizzlies beat Cleveland. So, while doing some research on my picks this week, I came across a stat that really blew my mind. Y'all like this one? During the 1961 season, Wilt Chamberlain averaged 48 and a half minutes a game for the entire season. And there's 48 minutes in the game. He averaged 48 and a half for the entire season. And LeBron's going to complain about playing time. So he went to overtime a lot then. Did he just let yeah. him like come back and score and be like, hey, I just want to play more basketball today? Maybe. I was not alive to see what happened during that season. Are you sure you weren't alive? Uh, I don't think I was. Okay. He played every single minute of every single game. That's insane. Wilt Chamberlain, he's a, he's a freak. He's a monster. Um, all right, well, let's uh, let's get into Mavs talk. I know it's a, it's a little late. Um, uh, Mavs this week went 2-2. Two and two. Uh, we won against the Nets and we won against Portland. Uh, we uh, we lost our two uh, back-to-back games against the Magic and the Wizards, and both of those teams without uh, some of their star players, which is uh, pretty pretty bad. So, um, Camden, what you got? Yeah, it just looks like we're having the same problem that we've had the last few years: is that we're winning the games that are against good opponents with good players, but we're losing the games that teams that are terrible. Like, we're playing down to our opponent's level every single time. And that's something that has to change if we're ever going to win a championship. Like, Brooklyn is a bad team. They've got a lot of stuff going on. Kyrie has just destroyed every franchise, whatever. But when you're telling me that we are a good basketball team and our starting center plays three minutes, scores zero points, and our starting small forward scores zero points and plays 22 minutes, we cannot win basketball games and be in the playoffs with that kind of stats. That is awful. We have to find some consistency in the starting five. There, it's not there, there at all. There, there, it's only Luka. Yeah. That's literally the only one. And then you have, like, Kleba coming off the bench with five points. Tim Hardaway, that dude has got the green light across the board for 
everything. But hey, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. But also your boy Josh Green? Sixteen looking points. Looking nice. Sixteen points. Nice. He had the third most highest points against the Brooklyn Nets. Dorian Finney Smith had eighteen. That's my boy. Love Finney Smith. He's a dog. But I mean, same situation. We come out hot. We come out scoring points. I think the most lock bet of the century might be Mavs first half. Whatever the line is, Mavs first half might be the lock, and then Matt <laughs> betting against the Mavs second half might be another lock. Because we are awesome. I mean awesome in the first half and horrible, horrible in the fourth quarter. It's terrible. Yeah, it's it's uh it's a roller coaster of emotions, uh, watching this team. Even last week uh was a roller coaster. Um but uh you can't you can't lose the magic and the wizards. Even Luca said in one of his press conferences, he was like, We need to be winning these games. And uh and, and they didn't do it. Um that needs to change if they want to be uh, a championship team and be in the finals this year. Um, we got to see some improvement. Um, I think part of it is uh, is rebounding. Camden, I, you got a stat for us on that. I know you were talking a little bit about it before we started. Yeah, we, uh, we're dead last in the NBA in rebounds per game, and that was the same problem we had last year. Uh, another thing, Luka leads the league in usage rate, and he's going to be dead by – all-star break. And I think this exhaustion showed in the two games we lost this week, the back-to-back, where he only scored 22 points in both games. We got to have other people to take some of the load off of his back. And I, I know Dinwiddie has done a little bit of that, but but it, it's got to be more than Dinwiddie, or it's got to be more than whoever we have in at when Luke is not in. Um, Dinwiddie's been scoring well and everything. He's moving the ball pretty well, but like you said, Luca is still the highest usage rate, and that's that's got to change. He's he's going to burn himself out, and then we're we're going to see by the time playoffs get, it's going to be tough. So, and Christian Wood can be that guy, but we're not giving him the minutes to let him be that guy. Yeah, uh, he. I think he needs to start now. Um, I think it's about time we started him. I, it, I I'm glad he came back because um, he was out on the Magic and the Wizards game with the with the knee strain, and I know it wasn't. Uh, I know it wasn't very bad, but it's still kind of concerning because he's – I would say he's our number two player. Even though Dinwiddie's been scoring more, I think Christian Wood is is our number two player, at least that we need to to get involved. Um, he played well last night, going seven for 11 with 19 points. He had like 10 points in a row, I think, at one point. Um, I didn't get to see the full game last night. Um, I was at Texas Live, and for some reason Texas Live decided that um, they didn't want to air the Mavs Portland game um, on any one of the screens because of all the college football going on, which is kind of crazy. Okay. The thing that's upsetting me about the Mavs the most the last two games, okay, not the last two games, the Nets game and the Magic. You have Dorian Finney Smith, 31 minutes. Bullock, 26. Powell, 19. Dinwiddie, 38. Doncic, 34. Dorian Finney-Smith scored eight points. Bullock scored zero. Powell scored two. You have Dinwiddie and Doncic scoring over, what, almost 60 points together, and we scored 87? You cannot win basketball games late in the season or at all when three of your starters score under 10 points. It is so spotty. 
and the fact that Luca has to score everything or make the assist on everything or do everything that we have to do because you, the Magic is a bad team. And when you have your three starters, three out of your five, score less than 10 points, they scored 12 po- 10 points together, all three of them, and then your bench scored eight, five, five, and six. What are we doing? Are we playing basketball? And not only is the Magic bad team, they were out with their best player didn't play. They didn't have Paulo. Yeah, and he's for we, sure been their best. We player. played a high school team. Like who's and we no- played down to their level. Who's our number well, two? Like we don't have a number two because everybody besides Luca is the most spotty player in the world. Dean yep. Winnie can drop thirty nine. Yes, but guess what he did against the Nets? Three uh, points. Dinwiddie, two points. Guess what he did That's against bad. the Wizards? 33. Like, that's the most spotty thing in the world. What did he do against the Trailblazers? 20 points. Like, yes, the last couple of games have been good, but there's been two, two out of the four games that he has scored less than 10 points. Like, you can't do that. You can't win championships. This is why we got blown out in the Western Conference Finals against the Golden State Warriors because Steph... Clay, Jordan Poole, they all can score twenty something points consistently. Yeah, you know what you're gonna get. They're stars. Yeah. That's why that's why they're stars. That's why they are people that are paving the road for their other players to score their five or ten points and, you know, make contributions because they know they can make twenty five points when they want to when when they want to turn it on. Yeah, I think uh I really want a, another offensive player with the Mavs. I think that's what we can now hindsight is that's what we lost with Jalen Brunson. Um, now, Dinwiddie has stepped it up, and he's putting up points. But like you said, you can't have two people carrying 70 80% of the points per game. It's not going to win you, you a championship. It's you not. can't. Against the Nets, Dinwiddie scored 18, Bullock 0, McGee 0, Dinwiddie 2. Like, what? what is happening? Maybe like, Josh Green needs to be that guy. Like, Josh Green scored 16, and then Hardaway scored 11. But you're riding on Lucas scoring 35, 40 points every single game, and no one's stepping up. And we scored 96 points. It's not like we're scoring 140 because Luca's scoring that much. Again, Luca scored 22. Dinwiddie scored 33. Powell, holy crap, he scored 14. That's got to be a career high. But then you got Bullock and Finney scoring 6 and 5. Like, what? what is going on? Why can't our starters score points? Like, do we just, like, lose the ability to score points if Luca's not on the floor? I, I don't get it. I don't get how we're so bad unless it's Luca. We're so spotty unless it's Luca. We played Portland last night. Dorian Finney Smith, 34 minutes, six points. Bullock, 17 minutes, two points. Powell, 15 minutes, two points. Dinwiddie, 33 minutes, 20 points. Thank you for playing basketball, Dinwiddie. Kleba, 23 minutes, four points. Tim Hardaway, this dude's got the green light. Oh my gosh, he's got the green light. Uh, 31 minutes, 16 points. The dude also shot like 23 times. <laughs> Christian Wood, 25 minutes, 19 points. Josh Green, 24 minutes, 6 points. It is absolutely horrific that you are relying on Luka and one other person to score points. You can't win games that way. And also, to your, to your fact of the fact that we're the last in the NBA on rebounds, you can't score points without getting rebounds. And Christian Wood... The dude gets rebounds. I I can't I, I don't understand. I, I get it. Jason Kidd has got this team. He is the coach. We trust in Jason Kidd. I don't understand how you can trade for a center that scores points and you play 
Dwight Powell, who was the worst center in NBA history last year, and you have JaVale McGee, who's got asthma and can't run up and down the court anymore, and he plays three minutes, and you sit Christian Wood. Christian Wood has shot the ball 57% from the field and 42 from three. He's averaging 11 shots a game. Just he should be minimum 20, minimum. On minutes? No, shots a game. He should, he should be minimum a starter right now. Yeah, 11 shots a game isn't going to get it done. Like, I'm I'm over the ego thing. Like, I think Jason Kidd was on the tangent of, like, earn your stripes, earn the respect. This is, like, a chemistry team. We're here to, like, fight together, yada, yada. Forget it. Put him in the game. Start him. We are losing games because of him. The Magic and the Nets game, we almost lost the, lost the Nets game. The Magic, we could have won that game simply off a couple more rebounds. That's how close it was. The Wizards is so disrespectful that we lost. Kyle Kuzma is on the Wizards, and we lost to him. The moron that wore a pink suit and took a photo shoot with a jersey underneath. He's an idiot. I Oh, my God. Kuzma put up so many points. He played a good us. game. How do you let Kyle Kuzma just wipe the floor with you? That dude is a walking meme, and he wiped the floor with you. Yeah, that whole Wizard team is full of no-names. God, that's just unbelievable. It's, it's upsetting. I mean, I love the Mavs. I'm going to be a ride-or-die, I think. And this is my hope. This isn't really my take. Um, they're kind of like what the Eagles were in the offseason. They're one domino away and that was Jalen Hurts figuring out how to play f- football I hope the Mavericks are one domino away and I hope that is Christian Woods and I hope him getting in the game and getting more minutes and starting will make the defense scheme against him more and free up Bullock to actually score some points you know stop scoring zero to two points a game I hope that frees up Dinwiddie to score a little bit more and be a little bit more consistent I hope that frees up Finney Smith to actually play some basketball too but it is bad you can't win games off 35 points from Luka and hoping somebody else scores some points unfortunately though we won't know if that's the missing piece until we decide to play our superstar I was about to say like how do you we haven't even tried it we have a missing piece in the fact that the Mavs can't close games and we have a player that's sitting the bench that can score points. Like, you don't know if he's a missing piece until you actually put him in the game. Till you actually utilize that missing piece, we don't know if he's a missing piece. It's trial and error. It's a long season. Play the man. Good Lord, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd, please come on the podcast. We'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you make great decisions. You are a great coach. And Christian Wood shouldn't play in the final five minutes. <laughs> We want to hear your take on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please come on the podcast. Yeah, please come explain yourself. Please. Maybe maybe there's a great reason. Maybe. I doubt there is. Maybe. I don't think there is. But I don't maybe. think there is. Maybe. There's not a reason good enough to lose games. That's my take. Never. Like, even if, like, the locker room hates him, screw it. Play him. Win the game. Like, if you're losing, you don't continue to do the same thing. That's the definition of insanity. Yes. Is repeating something and expecting a different outcome. But, hey. It's unbelievable. I'm over it. Camden, you got anything else on Mavs? No. It's, I can't even talk about it. It's okay. unbelievable. <laughs> but we do play the Clippers, what, uh, Tuesday? We play the Clippers on Tuesday. Uh, we are a 77% favorite right now. 
and we're at the American Airlines Center. We're at home. I don't know. We play Rockets really on know. Wednesday, and then Nuggets on Friday, and Nuggets again on Sunday. So you know how on ESPN, if you click a game, it shows you like points leaders and like points, rebounds, and assists? Yeah. Luca's leading all three. He's leading in points at 34. He's leading in rebounds at 8.7. And he's leading in assists at 8.1. I wanted, mm. I wanted the, uh, the rebounds to change this year. I wanted to see someone else from the Mavs actually be the leading rebounder besides Luca. For the love of God, please. Because look, the Clippers. You have Paul George. He's got 24 points. He's leading the Clippers. Oh, look at that. There's a center leading the Clippers. What's a Zubak. What's a center? I don't know. What is that? Is that a tall person that can rebound? I've never know. seen one. I don't know. He's got 11. He's got 11 rebounds a game. He's not a point guard. He's a center. That's his job. And then you got John Wall. He's averaging like, what, five, six assists a game right now leading the team? That's expected. He's a point guard and a shooting guard. He should have assists. But your point guard should not be leading the team in rebounds. Wait, so you're saying the center, he's get, he gets the rebounds? Yeah, so like the center's the tall guy in the paint, and he like jumps up and grabs the ball off the rim. Oh, because he's and then tall, like, like it's easier yeah, for him to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And that's what a rebound is. Like somebody shoots, and then he gets the rebound, so it like misses, and then now you have another opportunity to score more points. That's an offensive rebound. Or if it's a <laughs> defensive rebound, you get the ball, and now the other team can't score. So you have possession, so but now you get to go score. That makes sense that you'd put like the tall guy there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guess what? We suck at that. <laughs> We're awful at that. It's ridiculous that Luca has to do points, rebounds, and assists for us to even be competitive. We're six and four, right? Seven and five. Seven and five. We have won seven games and lost five games. And I guarantee you, those five games we could have won if we would have had more rebounds and if our starters wouldn't average three points a game. I bet we've been out rebounded by twenty a game. Twenty a game? Yeah. I don't know about that. It definitely was for the, uh, yeah. the Magic game. I know that for sure. It was it was, it was was 20. Wizards game, we got out rebound by 11. Uh, actually, we had more rebounds than the Nets game. They had 34. We had 41. And the Magic had 29 rebounds, and we had 49 rebounds. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. There was one game. It was like 46 to 26. It could have been. Maybe that was the week before. It might have been. No, it was. It, I, what was the magic one again? Say that again. Uh, magic. We they had twenty nine rebounds and we had forty nine rebounds. No way. Yeah. Hold. I, let me let me see about Portland. Portland was a was an interesting game. They had forty four rebounds and we had forty. So on average, we're still getting out rebounded. But okay, that stat is ridiculous. The fact that the Magic had twenty nine rebounds and we had forty nine shows how bad they are. And we and we still lost. lost. Oh, my gosh. Whatever. But, hey, we're going to ride with the Mavs. We're homers. We're staying with them. I believe in this team. I believe this team can do damage in the playoffs still. But they've got to figure out that last domino, and that's rebounding, and that's points in the paint, and that's being consistent with your starter scoring above five points a game. Can't do that. Can't put up that goose egg. All right, Camden. Uh, I want you to do one of your segments. Uh are we doing the Who Am I? Yeah, let's do the Who Am I. So we're going to do it a little bit different this week. We're actually going to not give the answer. We're going to have y'all go on our Instagram, that is between dot the threes, and comment on our most recent post, who y'all think it is. And whoever gets it first, we'll get a shout-out next episode. 
So here we go. Say 27-year-old also went also went to UCLA last like last week. He was the 13th pick in the 2014 draft by the Timberwolves. He's currently in the East. He was an All-Star in 2021 and 2022, and he was a gold medalist for USA in 2020. LeBron James. (laughs) Definitely not. I have one more hint. This one I think will make it a lot easier for y'all. He is a two-time dunk champion. I know exactly who it is. Yeah, that one gives it away. I know exactly who it is. But make sure to go comment that on Instagram and get it first. Get a shout-out next week. Um, you guys got a where are you player of the week, uh, or just it, it, like team or, or anyone that you've seen that's just been absolutely missing. Um, I'm going to go with Jimbo Fisher because I hate watching A&M football and we're three and seven and that's absolutely atrocious. I'm not even going to say anything else on that and just, that's it. That's it. So I'm going to go with the entire university of Oklahoma football program. <laughs> I mean, where are y'all new coach and everything? And y'all are five and five. That's a pretty good one. Uh, so my where are you, where are you of the week is actually the uh, Dodge Challengers at the Al- University of Alabama uh, because I think Nick Saban has repoed all of them because <laughs> Alabama is not playing well. Yes, they won this weekend. Uh, but Nick Saban has very high expectations, so I know for a fact all those Hellcats, all those RTs are on a tow truck headed back to the dealership. I was very confused at first, but that's a good one. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know where you were going with that. Dodge, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, where are you? And I'm so sorry. Nick Saban, the Chargers and Challengers too. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> and Jimbo Fisher. Nice. You're three and seven. You're a bad coach, and you're gonna lose your job <laughs> too. <laughs> Where are you? He will make eighty million off of it, though. So I mean, I guess he. If I was, he him, probably wants to be fired. Yeah, go sit at home with eighty million buyout. I mean, him and Steve Nash are just like, please fire me yeah. right now. Just like uh, Matt Rule at Carolina. Yes, I'm fire like, me if you're give a me coach, my bag and leave. You want to get fired? Yes. <laughs> I don't. Like, that's a hot take. Your very first year. Yeah, that's that's tough. I don't know. Let's if get that's, that guaranteed money, baby. It's not good morals, but who cares about morals? Yeah. Get your bag, bro. Get your bag. If you're mail, listening, all head coaches, please suck at your job. Get your bag. Get some mailbox money, and go live stress free. That's all I'm saying. All right, I think uh, I think that covers all of it. Uh, good episode five. I uh, hope you guys like the the new recording audio that we have. Uh, we've been putting a lot of effort into this, and I appreciate you guys for for listening. If you made it all the way here, um, remember to go ahead and comment on the Who I Am I player on our our Instagram. Uh, we will have a Twitter page rolling out here soon. Um, yeah, guys. Anything else? If Camden's sister wants to come on the podcast, please text Camden Mac and Cheese. Mac and cheese, okay. All right. And you can come on the podcast. I don't think she's listened to an episode yet. Well. But we'll see. Now she has a task. Hey, just tell her, like, hey, listen to the podcast. And if she listens all the way through and texts you mac and cheese, she can come on. She'd be a good guest. She would have some strong takes. Probably. Maybe. She would actually show up. (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. flight line. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that uh, apparently didn't work out for us. Nope. All right, guys. Um, Thank you for joining us. Uh, episode five of Between the Threes. Um, We'll see you guys uh, next week.